0: Behold, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of Him. Even so. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This letter begins as one would expect from a first-century Middle Eastern document. John, as the writer, introduces himself and then lays the foundation for the vision he is about to describe. He identifies his audience, the seven churches in Asia, the area we would currently identify as Turkey. He identifies the source of the grace that he is conferring upon his readers. In this case he refers to the Triune God, first, he uses traditional terminology in reference to God the Father, He who is, He who was and He who is to come. In this we see reference to Exodus 3:14, where God identifies Himself as I am who I am, which means that God's existence is and is not dependent upon anything or any other power, God simply is. John then refers to the Holy Spirit as the seven spirits who are before his throne. This is a great example of the kind of terminology that is foreign to the modern reader but would be recognizable to the reader of John's day. The number seven refers to that which is perfect. This passage originates from Zechariah 4, with the number seven referenced multiple times. And finally, John refers to Jesus Christ. John uses three phrases that articulate who Jesus is, what he has accomplished and the authority he now holds. First, Jesus is the faithful witness, in other words, Jesus became man and perfectly and faithfully accomplished what fallen man could not. He lived a sinless life and gave himself as the perfect sacrifice to save men from the power of sin and death. His words and actions were a faithful witness to who God is and what God is doing. Second, Jesus is the firstborn of the dead, which means not simply that he was the first person to rise from the dead, for we know that other men were resurrected during the Old Testament and even during Jesus' ministry. This reference to firstborn among the dead has to do with Jesus being the first person to rise from the dead after the power of death has been destroyed. The fact that He is called the firstborn tells us that there will be others who will rise from the dead. Everyone, as we read later in Revelation will be resurrected at the final judgment and will never face death again. The third phrase the ruler of the kings of the earth refers to the fact that when Jesus rose from the dead, He was given all power and authority over all creation. He is not merely the new king over the tiny strip of land called Israel, but is instead the ruler of all. Jesus has all power and authority, and there is no one who sits in any position of authority that is there but only by the permission of God. John continues with references to Jesus Christ as he who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood. This statement builds on what has already been said about Jesus being the firstborn from the dead. It is only because Jesus conquered the power of death that took on the role of the second Adam and head of the church. Because Jesus defeated death, He defeated the power of sin, which, when baptized into Him, we become part of His body, i.e., His kingdom. He closes this comment with reference to Jesus being the God-man. When we become part of the body of Christ, we become part of the liturgical life that defines Christianity. Because of the Incarnation, Jesus now refers to the first person of the Trinity as His God, because He is a man, and as His Father, because He is the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God. John continues by expanding on what he said earlier about He who is to come. He reminds his readers that Jesus will be returning and that this return will be real. He uses another ancient reference that his audience would have understood, He is coming with the clouds, an image that is used many, many times in the Old Testament. The idea is that when God comes with the clouds, He is coming in judgment. This passage is not about the second coming but about Jesus coming in judgment against Israel. This coming in judgment is exactly what an Israelite would expect. The Old Covenant had a very specific pattern it followed in each point of its cycle. After the death of its covenant head, the nation would then be judged through some form of destruction and God would raise up a new head. We see this in the transition out of the Adamic covenant, i.e., the flood, and in the transition out of the Davidic covenant, i.e., the Babylonian captivity, to give two examples. In the transition from the Jeremiah covenant into the New Covenant, Jesus died but rose again, creating a means for those who were faithful to him to be rescued from the coming judgment. In every case of transition, God provided a means of escape for those who sought to be faithful. In the flood, it was the ark, in the Babylonian captivity, it was the Babylonians, who became their masters but provided life for them and in the new covenant, it is baptism into the body of Christ. This judgment is exactly what see when we look back at the fate of Jerusalem in AD 70 when Rome destroyed them. The devastation was horrifying and total. As God brought judgment against the nation of Israel for not embracing the salvation He provided in the person of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, they ceased to be a nation or a people. Even to this day, the nation of Israel still has no temple, no priesthood, and no sacrificial system. They have rejected their Messiah and the only way that they can return to God is by embracing Jesus Christ. The whole known world watched and knew of the destruction of Israel is by the hand of God's judgment. The point that John is making here is that God has been faithful to His people and has provided salvation for them, creating a means for them to come back to Him. The whole point of creation was for God to have a loving relationship with freely acting and thinking men. When man fell into sin, it was impossible for him to free himself from that slavery. God stepped in and rescued man. John is here showing what God has done and who Jesus Christ is.